0: You're listening to the Lucas You Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only Lucas You. Hello, world. Welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. It is that wonderful, wonderful time of year. Yes, while some people might be focusing on their Christmas gifts, getting that last minute something special. I'm focused on one thing. The, my, my favorite part of this time of the year, it's college football bowl season. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a global pandemic. Things are not the same. And this bowl season is not the same. But we are hoping that we can bring a, a, a slimmer of, of hope and joy to the world through this annual bowl preview show. So if we're going to do a bowl preview show. And this, I will say, is going to be my final bowl preview show on the Lucas Askew Farewell Tour. There was only one person that I could call and it's it's someone that you know very well. He's been on this, this podcast a few times, both from a college football and college basketball lens. He is the 19-time nominee, but the five-time Grammy Award winner. And somehow, some way, he continues to prioritize this podcast over all his other external obligations. So for that, the LA faithful is near and dear. We thank you. So without further ado... Bring on, Mister James Taylor! Welcome back to the Luke Sassy Spirits.
1: Ah, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. The only reason I keep coming back is because I keep seeing your amazing followers. The numbers keep climbing. The reach is uh, is uncanny, and it's just a pleasure to be, to be back. It's a pleasure to hear your voice. Uh, you know, and you know, last time we were supposed to get together was, uh, you know, we had it on the counter, I think, for the NCAA March Madness tournament, and Sadly, that never happened. Um, so the fact that you know we're able to be here and able to do this uh, is extremely gratifying. And uh, and I I got a feeling you've said it's going to be your last uh, once or twice before. So I think we can go ahead and uh, you know shed shed some doubt on on that. I think we'll be back next year, folks. <laughs> I,
0: you know uh, it it has been elongated tour, but. You know, you sometimes know when to actually hang up the cleats or in this regard, unplug the mic. And I do believe that this this may be the last time. Uh, nay, this is going to be the Maybe. last bowl preview Maybe. show. So we're, we're going to make this special. We're going to make it uh, something that uh, you can write home about. And, and you're right. We were supposed to see each other in, uh, in, in March for the March Madness preview. That obviously got wiped away. We were actually supposed to see each other in person uh, at some point because it actually has been just over a year since you and I last chatted and, and saw each other. We're obviously do, doing this virtually, but I, I touched on it a little bit during a previous episode. You were actually the last human being I saw before my son, now one-year-old, uh, Mr. Levi. is. Uh, you were the last person I saw because it was the podcast episode. We recorded it, and uh, a few minutes later, I found out that we were going to the hospital. So you you saw my raw emotion during that time period unfortunately we didn't get it on tape which is <laughs> again l- looking back hindsight 2020 but heartbreaking some yeah. moments though some moments you you know you need to have for yourself exactly and, and for the for the ones that you care about which is my wife and you James Taylor
1: <laughs> it was it was an honor to be there i that was, I was a little bit of a shocker uh you know we were had had a few beers we we're having a good time and all of a sudden uh you know wrapping up the show and julie's I think we're going to the hospital, so that was a bit of an eye opener for me. (laughs) Uh, But man, I'm I'm glad we're you know a year later, and you have a a wonderful, beautiful, healthy child and a wonderful family. So congratulations to
0: you. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure. So, but enough about uh, the past. We're we're here talking about the present and the future, and let's let's dive into this bowl season because. Like everything, it's unprecedented—the unprecedented bowl. That's uh, that may be the working title of, of this podcast episode, but it is something unlike we've seen in the in the bowl landscape. This has been ballooning for years on end. Uh, Forty-plus bowls that we were getting to, but this year, sixteen bowls actually had to be canceled due to either COVID protocols um, or not enough teams to fill it. So before we jump so this, into the the bowls that actually did survive i think we need to pay homage to those that uh that were canceled uh this year
1: okay yeah i mean i was this might be the year that our listeners actually make it to the playoffs and the national championship with those 16 canceled bowls they, even uh, though
0: we're we're going to spend some time right up at the hop for these bowls that aren't even happening but an <laughs> an ode to the bahamas bowl one of james favorite bowls uh when that does come back, I, I know you're you're hitting a plane ticket to get to a Nassau. Uh,
1: if Wisconsin never makes it, you can be one thousand percent sure that I will be there.
0: And the the Birmingham Bowl,
1: you can Sound. be uh, you can be one thousand percent sure that if Wisconsin ever makes the bowl, well, I will not be there.
0: <laughs> um, th- this one was a, a sad one. The Celebration Bowl. Everyone loves the uh, HBCU uh, game, the swack, the MIAC, Grambling. Alcorn State, also a big powerhouse, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Celebration <laughs> bowl couldn't make it. Uh the Fenway Bowl. This was gonna be a the new year for the the folks at uh in, in Boston because nothing says bowl season like playing out in Fenway Park in uh 36 degrees. But that
1: would have been intriguing, though. A, a football game at Fenway.
0: It would have been uh just like the uh new era pinstripe bowl uh would have been in. In interesting bowl that had been played in the uh, the New York Yankees Stadium, but
1: champs, your Wisconsin Badgers.
0: There you yeah. go. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, okay, we'll uh, we'll get through these uh, other ones relatively quickly because let's be honest, we, we've lost a couple uh, followers uh, just on this rant. So the Red Box Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl, the Military Bowl, the LA Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I'm disappointed for the kids that don't get to have their Frosted Flakes without reduced sugar. Um, sadly, no no sponsorship for Tony the Tiger there. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. This is uh, this was actually formerly the Cheez It Bowl. We'll get into the Cheez It Bowl later. It's uh it's an interesting uh, switcheroo that they did. Uh, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Nothing says uh, December twenty fourth or fifth like the Hawaii Bowl. Unfortunately, no Hawaii Bowl. And then the last one, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, and, and a good friend of you and I sold that sponsorship to Radiance Technologies this year. And I'm sure they're, they're just, they're disappointed, gutted at the uh, inability to promote their brand and promote what a wonderful technologies company that they
1: are. That is heartbreaking. Uh, You you know, you hope that they can come back next year and that will just, you know, that, that wonderful contract that he signed will just be delayed one year and he can still, you know, get his, get his three-year contract out of that.
0: That, that is the hope. That is the hope. So. Pour one out for uh, all those canceled bowls. But it's time to actually get in the bowls that are being played. Um, actually, we, we probably should put a, uh, a caveat. This is all fluid because everything in this year has been fluid. So a game can be canceled up until game time. So we are hoping that all 29 games are actually going to take place. So,
1: and I was a little confused because Ar- it looked like Army, you know, started out in one bowl that was canceled, and then there were some, uh, you know – you know some unknowns there if they were going to make it back in and then i all I, all of a sudden saw them further down the schedule in another bowl so
0: army has an opponent and it is your West Virginia Mountaineers because they will play anybody any place anytime and Tennessee <laughs> opted out because of covid precautions but regardless <laughs> West Virginia Army will be a very uh, tantalizing Liberty Bowl matchup but let's start with the first bowl of this bowl season schedule it's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on the Smurf turf in Boise, Idaho. You've got Tulane, you've got Nevada. James, give me your early read on this particular game.
1: Hmm, interesting. I mean, I, I will say that Tulane got hot at the right time. I think they won four out of their last five. Uh, but uh, going up to uh, you know Boise this time of year, you know those those Southern New Orleans boys. I'm not sure they're gonna you know love the cold weather. Um, but then again, I I think Tulane has a pretty solid squad this year. I think they're playing well. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, you know the old green wave here.
0: Green wave. this is a classic example two high scoring offenses, contrasting styles. Uh, so behind the arm of quarterback Carson Strong, Nevada ranked second in the mountain West. Tulane actually leans more heavily on the ground game ranked 17th nationally in, in production with over 218 uh, yards per game. So this will be those contrasting styles. You got 6 and 5 to lane. You've got Nevada the Smurf Turf that there's something there's something interesting when you go on the Smurf Turf. I like the team that has blue in their pattern. They both do, but who will be wearing blue? It's the Nevada Wolf Pack. Nevada all Boca.
1: right. Interesting. Tulane's minus two and a half. I mean, you know, I like that ground game of Tulane in the cold weather up there. But then, like you said, that, that Smurf surf, uh, you know, you've, we've seen some, you know, some some high scoring affairs, some run and gun up there. So, yeah, it should actually be an interesting game.
0: Also, on the 22nd of December, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, UCF and BYU. Also, RoofClaim.com. We aren't in... Even though I just uh, bought a house, I'm not looking for a new roof. If I was, I would be going roofclaim.com. solid individuals. I've heard great things, but enough about roof claim. Let's talk about the game. Boca Raton, wonderful place to, to host a a bowl matchup. You've got a, just a tantalizing uh, game. This is one of the more exciting early bowl season matchups, both teams, top 10 scoring offenses, averaging more than 40 points per game, the Knights. They're close to home playing in Florida that could have an advantage. And the line has definitely bumped up, uh, by three points from its open BYU minus six and a half BYU was the, the darling for a while, uh, because they were playing anyone that would actually schedule them. They had that wonderful game of the year against coastal Carolina, went all the way to Conway, South Carolina cross country trip, made the trip, did not take care of the shank uh, or chandeliers, chandeliers. We'll see what.
1: my man.
0: The chandeliers. Chanticleers. clears. Chanta clears. I like Mr. Wilson. Their uh, their quarterback Zach Wilson. He he's got a moxie about him. He just understands how to come in the the big moments. And this, I like BYU, and I also like them to cover. Give me BYU forty-one, UCF 40, 34.
1: 41 34. Okay, a nice high score to four. Affair. That looks like uh you will cover the over. Uh just just barely. It is a big over coming in at uh 75. Uh so no, sorry. You're pushing the over there. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to go one way or the other, Lucas. What are we taking? 41 34. We need one more. Let's one go. Let's point. go
0: 42 34. There we go. They'll 42-34. actually make that uh that, that convert.
1: I agree with you. I mean, pretty boy, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, that they've been putting up huge numbers all year. Uh, they ran into a very, very tough, uh, you know, coastal Carolina team. I think they still, you know, have a good amount to play for. I think they're going to come out, play hard. And, uh, I think they, they, they beat UCF as well.
0: Moving on to the RNL carriers, new Orleans bowl, Louisiana tech. Got its season off to a good start. Um, after going two and two the remainder of October, they actually didn't play a single game in November. They had a bunch of cancellations, um, but they've they've come back. They they beat North Texas. They had a terrible loss against TCU, but Louisiana Tech Skip Holtz great in bowl games. they won six straight, and Louisiana Tech is a perfect nine and zero all time against the Sun Belt. Which, who are they playing? A Sun Belt team, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. <laughs> Plays the option style. They got Shea Hurts, uh, Shea Wertz. Uh, He really just understands how to play the option style with that offense. Um, they've been building something in, in, in Georgia for a while. I, I love the way they play, but Louisiana Tech just understands. Skip Holt just understands bowl games. And I'm not going to go against someone that understands how to win bowl games.
1: Wow, that is I mean, that that's some deep knowledge there with uh with, with Skip Holtz's bowl record. It's it is tough to, to bet against that. I mean, I do agree Georgia Southern's been building a very, very sound program, it feels like for the past five, six, seven years. Um, I just think the sun belt was so tough this year, uh, you know, with the likes of Coastal Carolina and the Raging Cajuns. Uh and I know Georgia Southern played, you know, played some some close games. I got I I think they're a better team than their record indicates. Uh, I'm gonna stick with uh, Georgia Georgia Southern
0: here, wow. so maybe we've got a little side bet here. You've got uh, Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs against uh your your favorite Georgia Southern
1: and Southern's going off in minus five and a half. so
0: Georgia Southern Eagles you you could have fed me the uh, the nickname there. that's uh, that's what that's what guests <laughs> do to to help the overall host, but we'll work on that, James.
1: We can work on that. I apologize. I also did not know <laughs> what Southern Illinois mascot. May or
0: may not have been. Moving on to the Montgomery Bowl in Alabama, the Montgomery Bowl, new postseason matchup for uh, 2020. It, basically, if you want to create a new bowl game, just pick a different city in the state of Alabama, and that's what <laughs> that's really what they've been doing. Just uh, we'll get to the Camellia Bowl in a little bit. Um, basically, you you name a city in uh, in Alabama. Why do you think
1: that is? Why why does Alabama have a, a monopoly on, on random small town bowl games?
0: Because Alabama, it's it's a religion. Football's a religion. It's not just the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They've got Hart in Cranton, Montgomery, Birmingham. You, you, you drive up up along Mobile. that state, Mobile. You Hattiesburg. Name it.
1: Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg.
0: <laughs> uh, Southern Mississippi. That's in Mississippi. Let's uh, let's edit. Was
1: Hattiesburg just over the border, though. Not, 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 not the home of Brett Favre.
0: Geography not one of your strengths, James, and uh, and I appreciate you, uh, you right, understanding that. Right, but right. Montgomery, Memphis versus FAU. Uh, Memphis really brings again high powered offense. You've got Brady White, who seems to have been a quarterback in Memphis for ten years, but no, it's uh, he's just a senior now. He can actually play again next season because of the the, the NCAA rules, but they'll, they'll be playing against an FAU team that, that really, um, FAU 4-0 all time in, in bowl games. They handed, uh, uh, SMU in, in last season's Boca Raton bowl, um, Memphis has lost its last five bowl games. So I, I don't like the trajectory of these two, but Brady white, I feel he finishes his career on top. FAU not the same FAU team when Lane Kiffen was calling those plays. Therefore, I like Memphis.
1: Okay, Memphis minus 8. You think they uh you, this is closer than that. You think yeah. they covers?
0: FAU covers. Give me the give me the cover there.
1: I like it. I like it. Let's move on.
0: Moving on to the New Mexico Bowl. So this is a fun one. The New Mexico Bowl. Couldn't play in the state of New Mexico, so they're playing in Frisco, Texas, <laughs> and the Frisco, Texas Bowl got canceled because of COVID. So it just a, a great marriage of uh, of places that want to play and bowl games bowls. that want to play. Great
1: marriage of great bowls.
0: Love the New Mexico Bowl when it's played in Albuquerque. We we've got uh, a soft spot for the city of Albuquerque, but New Mexico Bowl, Hawaii, and Houston. It, it's so odd to see Hawaii playing not in the Hawaii Bowl, RIP. But this will be an interesting matchup. You, you've got Hawaii that's come over. They're, they're doing the quarantine. They believe that the the Rainbow Warriors will will strike, uh, strike magic here. Um, it's the run and shoot offense. This is what they do. They like to gun and sling it. But Houston, Dana Holgerson, the trader, Dana Holgerson, Uh, who left West Virginia out to dry, and thanks to Neil Brown has resurrected that program, but we'll get into them in a little bit. This Houston team, they've got a lot to prove. Constantly in the upper echelon of the AAC, they had a little bit of a down year, overtaken by the SMUs of the world, the Memphises of the world, the Cincinnati's of the world. I think they've got a lot to prove today. Usually, I don't like Hawaii when they're not playing in the Hawaiian time zone. There's something about the New Mexico Bowl in Frisco, Texas, that I like Hawaii to win this game.
1: Oh, interesting. As a 13-point underdog, uh, I, I give it wanna... to me
0: outright. Give it to me outright. Ooh. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> All right. Wow. That's uh, you know, that's a big, big prediction there. Uh, you know, as you said, some weird stuff going on here. Uh, Twilight Zone stuff. Uh, you know, New Mexico Bowl and Frisco and, you know, marriage of bowls. I I, I got to feel this one could be a wacky, a wacky, wild one. So tune in. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know, seeing maybe a, a wild two-point conversion pick the other way or maybe, a, you know, a, a field goal returned uh, for a touchdown, something of that sort. I think it's going to get wacky. I think it's going to get fun. Uh, you know, I – I'm with you, man. I'm with you on this one. Let's go Hawaii,
0: baby. If that doesn't get you jacked up and excited to watch on Christmas Eve, then I don't know what will. So (laughs) tune in to the New Mexico Bowl taking place in Frisco, Texas.
1: Enjoy.
0: And then on Christmas Day, yes, you can watch the NBA, but you can also watch the Camellia Bowl, Marshall versus Buffalo. And if you have not seen Jarrett Patterson, Buffalo star running back, you need to tune in and watch in the Camellia Bowl, Jared Patterson was absolutely destroying defenses, game after game. Seven touchdowns in one game this season. If he played the entire season, I believe he was heading for the Heisman. This is this is the trajectory he was on. Jared Patterson, deep Buffalo team, unfortunately got a little banged up in the the MAC title game. Ball State took care of them, and that's why they're they're in this game. I, I feel Jared Patterson, he. He wants to show the world on a national spotlight game that he is there. And uh, who, who are they playing? Marshall, the other team in West Virginia. We are Marshall, the 50th anniversary of that uh, that fateful crash and that wonderful movie by Matthew McConaughey. But Marshall started out strong. They got, uh, I believe, up to 19, 18 in the polls, 7-0. Kind of the, the wheels fell off of, uh, of Doc Holliday's crew. The thundering herd kind of, Kind of pittered out a little bit. I think they're they're on a slide right now. They're they're trending negatively. I think Jared Patterson, the Buffalo Bulls. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bulls. I like <laughs> the Buffalo Bulls. Minus three, give it to me. I'll take it.
1: Oh, I love it. And for all you, you know, you know, repeat listeners out there, if you've heard the f- past couple of years, you know I love me some Lance Leopold, who took the University of Wisconsin Whitewater Division III program uh, to a number of national titles. I believe it was uh, four out of five years, or something along those lines. Uh, and I got a guarantee for you here uh, on the LAE. You heard it here first, folks. Buffalo Bulls will be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl in the next three seasons.
0: Wow! That, that is, is a how good, that is a declaration.
1: That is how good Lance Leopold is. Uh, I think he will then be coaching at a Power Five conference. Uh, he is just a wonderful coach. He's building uh, an amazing program there at Buffalo, and uh, yeah, they've uh, you know they've done very well against the spread all year. I'm going to continue to ride them. And I'll take Buffalo over
0: Marshall. That is quite the Buffalo Bulls hot take. I'm I'm sure that uh, is going to get some some churn on the uh, the internet waves. That uh, you're you're riling up the the Mac right now, seeing that baby, proclamation. Let's this is a tantalizing matchup. The 26th of December, aka Boxing Day for those uh, of my Canadian and UK listeners. The Cure Bowl, Liberty nine and one in Coastal Carolina. These two teams were originally scheduled to meet on December 5th, but COVID concerns with Liberty forced Coastal Carolina to schedule BYU in the game of the year. So despite the later game, this this really has a potential to be one of the better matchups. You got the Flames from uh, Liberty averaging 38 points a game behind quarterback Malik Willis. Well, the clears. yes, got it right this time, record uh, 27 points a game. Redshirt freshman Grayson McCall leads the Sun Belt uh, well, Coach Jamie Chadwell can stress Liberty's defense uh, with playmakers like Javion Hiley, Isaiah Likely, and running back C.J. Marable. And the Chanticleers, they've got uh, the mullet feelings. And uh, if there's one of us that looks like they have a mullet on this uh, episode, it is you, James. But I think you're torn here because I feel you look more like Coastal Carolina, but you are a Liberty Flame honorary alum based on your uh, experiences with them a couple of years back in San Jose.
1: That is a good point. I've been uh, pretty high on, on Liberty and their whole athletic program after watching them in the NCAA tournament uh, with an impressive win. I believe that was uh, Mississippi State. Um, but, oh, man, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this might be one of the more intriguing kind of sexy games of the entire bowl schedule. Um, I've been on coastal Carolina all year, uh, just a really fun team to watch a lot of energy. Obviously they had the whole mullet thing going, uh, and they've been just covering everything winning lots of money, Liberty also covering, I think they were, you know, seven and two or something along those lines against the spread had that big win in Blacksburg against Virginia tech, uh, you know, just two of the absolute best non power five teams in the country, um, you know, it's tough because I think both these teams really deserved, you know, in a way, a, a New Year's Six Bowl, especially Coastal Carolina. Um, so I, this is just going to be a really, really fun game. Um, man, you know, I I think uh, in the end, I, you know, so many storylines here. Hugh Freeze, Coach of Liberty, all of a sudden, you know, after the, the debacle that was Ole Miss and, uh, you know, the 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 – Multitude of of rules and laws that he broke. Uh, you know he ends up at Liberty. Uh, Jerry Farwell Jr. Uh, gets him gets him back coaching, and now you know they're talking about him for some other SEC jobs, which is shocking that he can actually uh, be in the conversation to return to the SEC after some of the infractions he committed. But he uh, obviously he's a, a hell of a football coach. Uh, they got a good squad. Um, but I, I like Coastal Carolina, man. They've been so good all year. They found ways to win all year. you know, they've blown people out when it's gotten close. They, they've found ways to win, uh, you know, you know, senior laden team. Uh, and, and, you know, what do you call their turf that, you know, have you seen that, that wonderful, uh, green, greenish, bluish, huish turf? It
0: is, uh, is teal is the correct color. So you got the Smurf turf in, uh, in Boise. You've got, uh, the real deal teal in uh, in Conway, South Carolina.
1: <laughs> love the real deal teal. Uh, I, I'm on board, man. I'm on board with the chanticleers. Do you know what a Chanticleer is there, Lucas?
0: I don't. Educate me.
1: It is a barnyard rooster. Uh, a nasty, nasty, fierce barnyard rooster. Uh, so I'm taking, I'm taking them. You don't mess with those barnyard roosters.
0: The best type of rooster I can only imagine. <laughs> So moving on to the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, and as I mentioned, yes, I, I'm a new homeowner, and I, I talked about the roof and a roof claim. But if I, I'm actually looking to paint, and unfortunately, Serve Pro really isn't the best uh, place for uh, kind of painters. I've, I've shopped around, and the folks at Sherman Williams are your best paint source. Uh, but if you're looking for a, a strong painting option, I've got some uh, some recommendations in the Bay Area, but digressing from from painting
1: <laughs> a quick note there with surf pro as well where us at flow water we're not big fans of surf pro uh, unfortunately generally when when something does leak it's never flow water's fault obviously but uh sometimes it does happen and that's usually when surf pro turns up uh and they they charge you an arm and a leg to clean up uh water damage so I'm not a fan of surf pro uh, not a fan of this bowl, but Then again,
0: I do love the raging Cajuns. Surfpro is a uh, fire and water cleanup and restoration. I don't know why I was was talking so much about their painting. I guess I've heard of the Surfpro Painters. So maybe maybe they know how uh, to
1: repaint. They know how to repaint (laughs) water and fire damage. You got that right.
0: <laughs> so give me a quick pick then. Uh, UTSA, so University of Texas at San Antonio or Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns.
1: I mean, no, I, I don't think there's there's much of a you know an option here. The Raging Cajuns are a great squad. They battled hard, uh, finally took down Appalachian State, uh, one of their nemesis uh, or nemesai. Um, and uh, you know, obviously battled in that sunbelt with coastal and uh and i'm taking the raging cages they're a very good football team this year
0: moving on to lending tree bowl lending tree if you if you need a, a particular lending agent uh, if you're in the m- mode of actually uh, getting a home uh, i wouldn't recommend lending tree i actually recommend guaranteed rate that did have a bowl game unfortunately got canceled so you're choosing between them yes lending tree did get the bowl game but the better service is guaranteed rate so Again, just a just a, a brief message, and, and again, we thank uh, all the great sponsors of uh, of the, this bowl season. And don't worry, we'll get about uh, we'll get to the sponsor of this particular podcast later on. But Lending Tree Bowl, you've got Western Kentucky, you've got Georgia State, the Panthers of Georgia State, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. You see, Georgia State finished five and four, but Coach Sean Elliott, they they were close to actually getting something better. They Lost three of their games by seven points or less, including those those defeats to Louisiana and Appalachian State. Uh, Elliott's squad is led by high-powered offense. Uh, quarterback Quad Quad Brown, twenty-one total touchdowns. Um, I, I think this this could be a low-scoring battle because of the the Hilltoppers' ability um, to play defense and their lack of offense. They only average eighteen points a game. With that. I like this 1714 Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky winning this game.
1: <laughs> that is uh, quite an in-depth analysis um from a game that I saw as a real snoozer. Uh so I, I have nothing to add.
0: Moving on. <laughs> cheese it bowl. So I, I, I touched on this in the early early on. The cheese it bowl from last year became the guarantee rate bowl that got canceled. So if you're clear there, then Cheez it became the new sponsor of the former camping world bowl, which is played in Orlando, Florida. So the, this is the new Cheez it bowl, not the cheese, it bowl that you may have been uh, your, your father's, or your, your brother's cheese, it bowl of, of years past. So this is the new Cheez it bowl in camping world stadium in Orlando, Florida. You've got Miami, you've got Oklahoma state, Miami, Really was a game away from playing a New Year Six game. They they probably would be playing in the Orange Bowl right now if it wasn't for their collapse against uh so, or University of North Carolina. And maybe collapse is a, a strong word. They played a terrible defensive game and just allowed the Tar Heels to run up and down. Mac Brown was looking like a 40-year-old coach instead of a 75-year-old coach. So Miami just yes, they got Deara King for the the transfer from Houston. They've had moments of brilliance this season, but they really haven't looked. This is not the you. This is not the classic you. Uh, then you've got on the other side, you've got Oklahoma State, uh, Mike Gundy, which I don't know why they keep Mike Gundy as a coach. He's not really doing much from a PR pers- perspective for sure, but really the the, the best player in this game. The best player in this game is actually a Canadian. Uh, not uh, not surprisingly, but you got Chuba Hubbard, the the running back from Oklahoma State. We'll see if he actually plays. There, he could be opting out to uh, get I've ready for the draft.
1: I've heard he was out. You think there's still a chance he plays?
0: You know, there there is a chance. Um, I I do think he's leaning towards. But th- this guy from from Sherwood Park, uh, Alberta, Canada, he really just speaks and embodies uh, what it is to be. A, a student athlete, um, just graduating uh, already on time, and
1: and just, uh, abandoning his teammates and, and, and understanding not to finish the season. I mean, I don't think he played in the last game. Is this is this a sign of a you know? He, he had
0: he had some injuries, but you know what? His heart is in the right place, and that's uh, himself and making money for his family. So you can't <laughs> knock him too bad for that.
1: It's like every Canadian, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just trying to make a buck. So Oklahoma state, Miami, who do you got?
1: Um, I, man, this, you know, Miami coming off that shellacking, like you said, against UNC just did not look good. That was about as demoralizing and gut wrenching of a, of a loss at, on your home turf as you can, uh, as you can have, uh, and you know, Oklahoma state, you know, you know, you give Mike Gundy a hard time, but at the, you know, at the same time, it's has there been a season where he's lost more than, you know, 3 or 4 games lately? I feel like he has them uh in the upper echelon of the Big 12 year in year out. Um obviously pretty deep pockets over there with the old T Boone uh Pickens.
0: Rest in peace T Boone.
1: Ooh, sorry, sorry T Boone. Um still, still
0: has deep pockets to the Pickens family.
1: Yeah, the Pickens family is still there. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State on this one.
0: Okay. I I also like Oklahoma State in this one. The Valero Alamo Bowl. You've got the old Big 12 rivals, Texas and Colorado. The Buffaloes were, were a surprise, a darling of the Pac-12. Uh a four and one. Yes, they only played five games. But Carl Durrell, the late uh head coaching addition at the uh at Colorado, really had the the Buffaloes working on both both sides of the the ball. You got Jarek Broussard, their uh Their star running back over 800 yards this season, but this game is all about Texas. It's always about Texas. If Texas is playing because they really just suck the oxygen out of the room, you've got Sam Ellinger, the senior quarterback. He has a six and three team is a top 20 ranked team, but they have higher expectations at Texas and they really Tom Herman is on the hot seat. Regardless uh, if he wins this game or not, I think they need to win this game, but I actually, I like Colorado. I like what Carl Durrell is doing. He struggled at UCLA, but there's something different. There's something in the water at Boulder. Uh, maybe it's because of that mountain air that uh, the water is so crisp, kind of like our sponsor, Flow Water. But um, there, there's something something working and, and cooking up in uh, Boulder, like the Colorado. Heard, you
1: know, like Coors, Coors Brewing, it's in the water, man. That's uh... it,
0: It's in the water. So I, I like Colorado in this one.
1: Interesting, interesting. Well, I, you know, I was surprised uh, you know, that the uh what it, the um Texas AD there uh gave you know a, a big vote of confidence to Tom Herman, um, you know, that he was going to be their coach next year. Um and, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he has to do next year to keep that job. You'd imagine he finally has to get in, you know, a New Year's sixth bowl to keep his job. Um but I, you know, I don't know. It's tough, man. This, you know, how, when does Texas get back into the, you know, that big national conversation? Like this is as long as I can remember of Texas not being in, uh, you know, national championship contender status, right. As long as they've ever gone.
0: If you look back at, at Texas history, this is the, the biggest missing misnomer. They're not the blue blood that many think just because they, they've had some really good runs, you know, obviously, you got Daryl Royal uh, in the 1950s when, when Texas was was really strong, but they had a couple decades of uh, subpar performance. Then you got Mr. Mac Brown coming in as a fresh faced uh, new coach, brought about a decade long uh, strength to them. But in those last three or four years, even old Mac Brown would tell you he was uh, putting his foot off the the gas pedal a little bit and and letting that team slide. So, in the end, they're they're swinging for the fences. They want Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer doesn't want them. So they really need to wait for that home run hire, uh, whether it's uh, someone from a, a another Big 12 team, um, someone like a, a Matt Campbell. Uh, yes, Matt Campbell isn't really a, a home run hire, but if he continues to build up his resume, you got Mario Cristobal, um, also an, another darling name. But yeah. Texas wants the Urban Meyer. They want the, the, the Nick Saban. They want the Dabo Sweeney. Um, that's going to be a lot harder. So, hopefully, Tom Herman, uh, for his sake and his family's sake, uh, figures it out. But we'll, we we we'll, we shall see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just surprising if you think about obviously the you know the, the recruiting territory that they have and the resources that they have uh, and the history. You know, even and I guess you know you make a good point, but it's hard when, in our lifetime having seen you know the Vince Youngs uh, you know of the world and and seeing them get to the top. And, and, you know, knowing what football is in Texas, it's hard to imagine that, you know, they can't be a, a perennial top 10 team. Um, that said, I mean, I think they still have, uh, you know, the talent and, and you know, their the class uh, of, of, of their uh, recruits, you know, year in and year out. I think they're just they're they're better than, than Colorado. I'm taking Texas.
0: And you like minus 11 and a half. You taking the points?
1: Ooh, it's, that's a little bit of a tough one. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll let it ride with the points.
0: Okay. We we've uh, we've got a bet here. We've we've got, got uh, I've we've got I've got the got fighting Carl play. Durrells, uh Colorado plus 11 and a half and uh, James Taylor, always a front runner playing with the Longhorns. <laughs> Moving on to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yes, nothing uh, says the day before New Year's Eve like a Duke's Mayo Bowl. This formally the Belk Bowl. Uh, I know your favorite department store uh, across <laughs> this country, but Duke's Mayo. You've got Wisconsin and Wake Forest. Wisconsin minus seven. Both teams. A lot of start and stops to their season. Wisconsin looked like they were building something. Unfortunately, COVID protocols really cut the uh, cut the tires out of that one. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll give you the first conversation here because I'm not the one wearing Wisconsin Badgers gear. So you tell me about. Will this team be ready to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl against Wisconsin? Yeah, Wake you know I,
1: I think Paul Chris gets gets his guys ready to show up for any game. I mean they they'll never no Wisconsin team will ever take any football game lightly, whether it's a Turkey Bowl or uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. But uh, it, it, you know, interesting season because we had our our big you know probably you know the biggest recruit in Wisconsin history. Uh, quite frankly, uh, Graham Mertz coming in as the top-rated uh, pocket passer, a guy that had offers from the likes of Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, uh, and he he got the nod, uh, you know, over an injured senior Jack Cohn in our first week and just dismantled Illinois with I think it was a 20 for 21, um, just an amazing showing and what I really thought was uh, the the next step to Wisconsin, you know, maybe getting in that playoff. Uh, he really, you know, if we, if you have those Wisconsin teams of the past and then add in a great pocket passer like that, uh, and a great recruit like that, boom, you know, that was our ticket. I thought, uh, well, it didn't play out like that. Uh, he, he showed his freshman colors over the next, uh, few games. Obviously it was hard in this, uh, you know, COVID atmosphere. Um, and, and he struggled a little bit. I still think he's going to be a very good player. Um, but we had so many injuries. I, you know, we had, he had no receivers to throw to a uh, banged up offensive line. A couple of running backs were, were out. So the offense just has not gotten it done. Uh, this is going to be a very low scoring game, I believe. Uh, but the defense is still there. Jim Leonard, one of the uh, best defensive coordinators in the country, uh, one of the hottest young coaches. Um, I think, I think they, they do just enough to hold weight for us to, you know, a measly, you know, nine points. I'm looking at like a 17 to nine Badger victory here.
0: Wow. Okay. I'll uh, I'll I'll go with your your explanation there. Moving Badgers
1: on. The under, folks. Badgers and Badgers
0: in the-, the under. Uh, we're gonna do these next two speed round here to uh get the get the pace going a little bit. Uh, and there's not much to talk about. So TransPerfect Music City Bowl. Uh, if you were a country star, would you want to be touring in the state of Missouri or Iowa?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I guess I feel like Missouri has slightly better music fans. That's based on absolutely zero.
0: (laughs) Okay. So we've got Missouri uh, covering there uh, based on James' uh, prognostication there. Uh, You get the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Um, If you were building a Building your army, um, not not to fight, but in in terms of a, a group of people that you want to kind of bring together. Um, are you taking a road trip down to Tul- Tulsa, Oklahoma? Or are you taking a road trip down to Mississippi State and Starkville,
1: Mississippi? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I I gotta give my my Tulsa boys a lot of credit. They they pulled off uh, that cover Saturday night against Cincinnati uh, to get me my four game parlay victory. Uh, they showed a lot of fight in that one. I'm going, I'm going Tulsa, Oklahoma, baby.
0: Tulsa, Oklahoma, it is. Uh, and lastly, the Arizona Bowl. If you were on some a spring break, would you want to be spending it in San Jose or Ball State? Basically, mm-hmm. would, would you want to meet someone from Ball State or San Jose State? Ball That's Ball actually State, a better question.
1: Ball State in Ohio. I just feel it feels like it's in Ohio. Um I'm, like
0: like most Mac teams, yes.
1: <laughs> There's no doubt I am going with the San Jose State.
0: Spartans. Spartans ball, ball state in Munchie, Indiana. We are losing a lot of uh listeners because we we said ball states in Ohio. So Not at my all. apologies. Not at
1: all. All my right.
0: apologies to the uh the five listeners in, in Munchie. Uh, i starting I've seen,
1: fresh. Yes. I'm going with The San Jose State Spartans with a nice shout out to my sweet, sweet mother who has a master's of education. She is a Sparty from the San Jose State Spartans. Wow. They've had a wonderful undefeated year. Uh, They're a really, really solid squad. They took it to Boise state uh, the other night. And uh, you know, I, I think they need a little more, uh, a little
0: more credit and they oh need a, they, and they, more they, they need again. they need more they need more credit and san jose state if you're giving shout outs i'm going to give a shout out to john pock uh, former uh, ad associate ad at, at san jose state when i was looking to come start my journey to america in 2009 i was reaching out to athletic departments because i wanted to work in college sports and i reached out to the great folks at san jose state and they opened me they welcomed me in open arms uh, unfortunately i got some other offers and ended up not going with them but they were the first one to say yes. They gave me hope. So I thank uh, John Park, um and the, the folks at uh, San Jose State. Amen. The Zone Liberty Bowl, uh, West Virginia, and it was formerly Tennessee, but breaking news. It uh, is now the Army uh, Black Knights that will be playing West Virginia. Very different game plan. Uh, you're not game planning for Ger- Gort- Giritano, uh to give you Two to three interceptions and um, in the Tennessee offense to be woeful. You're competing against Army, triple option. You can add a fourth option in there too because they'll find more ways to run. But West Virginia,
1: five pound offensive lineman. Coming exactly,
0: in. West Virginia. Neil Brown. I said it at the earlier part of the show. Neil Brown has helped write this ship that Dana Holgerson just left us bare with. Uh, West Virginia. On the up and ups, they had a kind of an up and down season. Uh, couldn't put everything together. I'm I'm disappointed they didn't play Oklahoma. That game got canceled twice because I think they would have really pushed Oklahoma um, and, uh, and made that game a close one. So I think West Virginia wins. Uh, they cover the spread. Uh, I don't even know what the spread is right now, but uh, I'm sure the spread isn't as delicious as the Duke-Mayo's spread that uh, you had earlier on. But I like West Virginia winning this game. You?
1: Yeah, I mean I, you know, I will say I uh Saturday afternoon I happened to tune in to the end of the Army Air Force Commander in Chief Trophy uh was on the line it was 7 to 3 late in the fourth. It was a real real barn burner. Uh Army did punch it in from the goal line um to get that victory. Uh that said, the offenses did not look all that strong. Uh I think West Virginia has a little too much talent in this one. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking your Mountaineers.
0: Let's go, Mountaineers. Moving on to the Texas Bowl, the Mercury Texas Bowl. You got TCU and Arkansas. You see the the Arkansas Razorbacks. They closed the season on a four game losing streak, but they were also <laughs> seven and three uh, against the spread this season. Okay. Yeah, so uh, TCU won five of its last six, also 7-3 and three against the spread. So this is actually a fun throwback game to the good old Southwest Conference games when it was just the, the Texas schools in Arkansas. I think Max Duggan and the uh, the experience of TCU, you got Gary Patterson, always gets that team ready, but woo, pig suey. We really like Sam Pittman and what he's doing for the, the culture at uh, in, in Fayetteville. You want to talk about a cupboard being pretty bare ever since Bobby Petrino left. It's been been tough uh, to to build that up and and make Arkansas a perennial power uh, as they once were in the early 2000s. But I think Arkansas has had a great season. They find a way to keep it close. But in the end, like Max Duggan, one play a little bit too better. Uh, Gary Patterson kicks a field goal 27-24 in the Texas Bowl.
1: Was that the uh, the fateful Bobby Petrino motorcycle ride that ended that era, Lucas?
0: That that was one of the fateful rides. I was uh, I was there for the Bobby Petrino uh, era and I I just left town and I think he was actually just driving behind me as I was leaving town. I should have re- reported it earlier, but it's uh it's, it's been been tough sledding. But Sam Pittman has got the team back on uh
1: now, quickly, oh, what are your thoughts on on another uh, former Arkansas coach, Brett Bielema, taking the Illinois job?
0: Bert Brett Bielema going to <laughs> Illinois, Arkansas still paying him for uh, for his time and services there. I, I I think Brett Bielema is better suited towards Illinois and the the Big Ten model. I, I think I think the game has passed him by though. I, I don't believe Bielema knows how to innovate and develop. He's. I'm gonna say he's a poor man's Paul christ You you've got someone that that's stable, that's innovating, understanding you can have the the smash mouth football, but still have a, a powerful offense, which you need in today's college football. Brett Bielema, it's not gonna deliver that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you wonder if Brett Bielema's starting to regret that decision to leave a a pretty cush job at Wisconsin. I remember, I think I had a rant on uh, on this. Uh, LAE years and years ago when you when did you Wisconsin. did
0: just to show the the development of, of this podcast, Brett yeah. Bulma has has come a long way.
1: Why why he would leave Wisconsin, the cushiest recruiting, you know, and you know, Big Ten West. Uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty easy path, uh, you know, relatively to the Big Ten championship and then possibly to a, you know, a, a, a playoff. And then he leaves to go to Arkansas <laughs> to go battle the, the SEC likes of, you know, obviously, you know, Saban and and Les Miles at the time uh, down south. So I got a feeling he might be regretting that decision a little bit. And, uh, well, we'll see how it works out for him at uh, down, down south in Champaign.
0: Moving on to the last two bowls before we get to the New Year Six and playoffs. So the, we're, we're about an hour in, folks. So we're pacing delightfully well. The the Verbo uh, I, I said last year it was the VRBO um, and I got pushback from the folks at Verbo. They reached out directly to me, said, you know what, if you're going to have a podcast that is talking to the masses, uh, especially the global reach that you have, uh, we want to make sure that that you are pronouncing our name correctly and you are communicating our message. So the folks at Verbo would like to to share this message with the LA faithful that. A, we appreciate you. Uh, you listen to the podcast, and uh, unfortunately, these unprecedented times are making travel a little bit difficult. But the folks at Verbo are here to help. And when travel is again safe, uh, we will be doing it, and we are committed to to our customers. So um, continue to to look at Verbo in your next uh, travel opportunity in 2021. So that's a message directly from uh, the the leadership at at verbo so wow. just wanted to get that off my chest uh so <laughs> since since I, I i sucked out that time uh northwestern minus two and a half in auburn do you like it or not
1: oh i love northwestern man i think they're a very solid football team i'm, I'm taking northwestern here
0: I, I like northwestern big big time oh. tax layer gator bull. you got kentucky north carolina state
1: Yeah, Kentucky always seems to play pretty well in bowl games. I will give them uh, give Stoops a lot of credit for that. Um, Man, this NC State team burned me a couple times this year, Uh, but uh, I think I'm going to go. You know, they just had. uh, You know, they have a better resume. Uh, They had the better season. I think they're uh, a better team. I'm going to go with uh, NC State.
0: And now, last bowl before the New Year's Six, the Outback Bowl. You got Indiana, Ole Miss. We'll keep it quick. You've got Indiana. Tom Tom Allen really has built a program in Indiana. You, yes, you, you you're you're knocking the uh, the various other individuals. Not name Ohio State and Michigan, but Tom Allen has built something in Indiana. Um, but you know who's building something? It's Mr. Lane Kiffen. and the people in Oxford love Lane Kiffin. The people outside of Oxford hate Lane Kiffin. Um, so since we're outside of Oxford right now, I'm not going to go with them. I like Tom Allen. I like his six and one Indiana Hoosiers. Not just a basketball school; they're getting to seven and one. You can write that in the book.
1: I love it. I love it. Indiana, uh, definitely a travesty that they lost uh, Michael Penix, who had that you know maybe the greatest moment of the college football season with that Superman overtime finish against Penn State. Uh, he's out, obviously, uh, for the year with a torn ACL. Uh, which is too bad because that Indiana team, uh, you know, they had they had some, some lofty, lofty hopes, and they still played uh, Ohio State tough. So uh, I like Indiana. I think they're, you know, a very solid squad. Ole Miss, it almost looks like they're playing too fast for their own good. Uh, it is, it is uh, uh, high action, high octane, um, but I think Indiana with a pretty sound defense, uh, you know, they're going to read their keys. And uh, they'll they'll make the right plays and uh, they'll they'll take down Ole Miss.
0: Okay, so we're we're now at the New Year's Six. Uh, so get get excited, folks. We're gonna ramp up the the emotion. But before we jump in, I, I think we haven't touched on uh, the sponsor for for today's episode. And and if we're we're doing a college football bowl preview, there is this the sponsor that has, has come on board for one more year. This is the last uh, run that they, they had bought a. Uh, a multiple episode slot, and uh, we appreciate the folks at Flow Water for for their sponsorship and support of the LAE all these years. And uh, during this farewell tour, you know, I, I get choked up at, at certain moments, and it really these are the moments that that really uh, pull at the heartstrings because I'll miss the the great folks at Flow Water and what they've done to not only build the LA brand with. At all their places of establishment, uh, but vice versa, that we we've been able to to really grow their footprint um, and and build awareness of uh, of Flow Water. So, so James, um, as a Flow Water spokesperson, uh, any anything that you want to say, just to kind of uh, put a bow on the sponsorship here this year yeah, or no, the yeah, partnership well, at large. I
1: mean, yeah, we, without the LAE, you know, I don't know where Flow Water would be. Uh, you know, we started as just a, a simple. You know, refill station trying to take on uh, bottled water, um, which is, you know, is a lofty, lofty goal, lofty ambition, trying to take down the Fiji and smart waters of the world. Uh, But here we are. Now we we are a a comprehensive uh, platform of water uh, available wherever you work, rest, and play. We now have a a home flow faucet option. Uh, We have uh, multi use bottles ready to drink, aluminum bottles, uh, obviously, no plastics. Uh, and then, obviously, our our, our signature refill station. So uh, we've grown, uh, um, you know, exponentially. I think with the LAE, uh, we've had a, a very, you know a lot of great synergies, a very similar trajectory, uh, and and here we are. We're we're both taking off, uh, and it's obviously you know sad uh, to hear that the LAE may not uh, be happening next year. Uh, you know, it obviously will open up a vast amount of sponsorship dollars for us. We may need to consider, uh, you know, a bowl sponsorship. Uh, if, if any of you out there, uh, know where to get a bowl sponsorship, uh definitely give me a call, but, uh, no, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely been a pleasure for us here at Flow Water, uh, to be a part of this. And, uh, and we thank you, sir, Mr. Lucas asking.
0: Well, it's, uh, the feelings are mutual. So again, thank you to Flow Water for, for presenting the annual bowl preview show and this particular sponsor show. So we'll, we'll jump it right back in uh, the new Year's six bowl games. This is, this is why you, you wake up. Um, not all of these games are taking place on new year's day, but this, uh, this group of six bowls uh, really is the cream of the crop. And yes, maybe a little watered down this year, but we've got some tantalizing matchups that I think will really entertain folks, especially uh, being stuck indoors that that we all currently are still. So you've got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Florida minus two and a half versus Oklahoma. Now this should be a shootout. If the SEC Championship was any indication, Florida can put up points against anybody. Uh, the Oklahoma defense, much maligned for many years under Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, they've improved. They, they, I, I will give them that. They've improved, but they're still not great. And the Florida defense, they can make plays, but as you saw, it's tough to hold down Alabama. They had a hard time holding down LSU a couple weeks ago, but the the story really is about Kyle Trask. Uh, Kyle Trask, the uh, a Heisman favorite all year long, probably doesn't win it uh, because of the eight and three record, but Kyle Trask really just ripped through the, the record books all season long. Uh, he will be without his top uh, pass catcher, uh, Mr. Kyle Pitts, um, who opted it out for uh, just getting ready for the draft. But you've got Tony, uh, the dynamic back and and kind of more of a scat back type. But Kyle Trask has a a bullet arm. um, And I think he outplays Spencer Rattler, uh, the Oklahoma gunslinger. Um, Oklahoma has had the trajectory of Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, um, and Kyler Murray that have led them to the promised land for, for many years. Spencer Rattler's not quite there yet. I don't think he's that type of talent as well. Um, so if you're looking at the, these two offensive firepower, uh, options, I like Kyle Trask. So give me Florida. I'll even take those two and a half points. That's nothing. Um, they'll, they'll put up 50, uh, give me a 50, uh, 42 game Florida.
1: Oh, I like that. I, I definitely agree, uh, you know, after seeing, you know, the, the shootouts uh, that Florida ha- ha- have, has been involved in, um, you know, with LSU. And then obviously, you know, really given Alabama a run for their money after giving up five touchdowns in, uh, you know, the first half looking like that uh, that game uh, might might be over. Uh, but they you know, they hung around in the second half and it was uh, an exciting game. Uh, I think it's going to be a similar story. I don't think you're going to see a lot of defense. Uh, I know the Big 12 hates, uh, you know, this kind of reputation and moniker as, uh, you know, the shootout league. But that's, uh, I think, that's what Oklahoma is. I think it's a, I think it's a wild shootout. But I agree. I think Kyle Trask is probably the best, you know, player on the field, but you know, best quarterback on, on the field. Uh, and I think they, they, they pull it out. And I like the over. Similarly.
0: Okay, moving on to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Cincinnati 9-0. Cincinnati getting no love, no respect from the college football playoff committee, or just college football at large, continually pushed back and pushed back. Um, I think they're they're ranked ninth now behind a, a couple two lost teams. Uh, unbelievable disrespect. You got Georgia seven and two, kind of a uh medium-sized year for them. They, they didn't really achieve uh ultimate goals, which their goals are get into the playoff, but they maybe found an actual quarterback. They, they went through a couple uh, throughout the season, but JT Daniels uh, seems to be kind of riding the ship and where they want to go uh, with this team. But enough about Georgia, enough about the big dog. Let's talk about quote-unquote Cinderella. And C- Cincinnati is not your average Cinderella uh, because Cincinnati has been there. Uh, they built a, a strong program. Luke Fickle, uh, the former Ohio State defensive coordinator, just understands how to X and O um, and, and build schemes. But Cincinnati, they really are a, a big program. The AAC doesn't get enough credit. And Cincinnati was doing this in the Big East uh, before they came over. Um, I think, we talk a lot about the, the top high scoring offenses, but this Cincinnati defense is one of the toughest. They are limiting teams to 4.3 yards per play, and they still have some firepower on offense with Desmond Ritter, um, kind of a dual threat quarterback averaging, uh, helping average the team 39 points per game. So in this, yes, you look at the motivation. Will Georgia want to to come and and, and play against Cincinnati? It is Chick-fil-A peach bowl. So it is in Georgia. So, uh, The the Georgia folks don't have to go uh, far away to actually play this. But I think Cincinnati, the folks from Ohio. Yeah, Cincinnati is in Ohio. We can confirm that piece. I like Cincinnati, the Bearcats winning this game.
1: Oh, man, that's, you know, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, the team goes undefeated like they have. Uh, You know, they faced some quality opponents. uh, And, heck, I still remember back in 1999 when they took down Ron Dane and the Badgers, uh, when they weren't known whatsoever for their football uh, and ruined our hopes of a national championship. Uh, we still, you know, went out of the Rose Bowl but, and, and got the victory. But, man, that since then, they have really built a wonderful program there. Um, and I agree, man. I think defense is the name of this game. Uh, obviously, everyone, you know, has kind of, you know, respected Georgia as one of the best defenses of the year all, all season long. I think Cincinnati is also one of the best defenses. Um, so for that reason, I, I, definitely like the under in this game. Um, I, I you know, I think you touched on it. I, I just don't think Georgia has that much to play for. I know Kirby smart is a, is a heck of a, uh, a coach and a fiery coach and he, you know, he'll get his guys, uh, you know, revved up. And in the end, Cincinnati, you know, I think going for that undefeated season, uh, I like, I like their will, their determination. Uh, I think they find a way to win this game.
0: Moving on playstation Fiestable, oregon iowa state shout out to uh scott mcadams at uh playstation for uh not the ps5 hookup but uh for all of his work in in the new launch of the uh, the playstation game console so scott mcadams big fan of the lae uh giving him giving him a shout out so thanks thanks again to playstation but this game really is uh uh referendum on matt campbell and matt campbell gets a, a lot of love uh in the iowa state community they want to keep him as much as they can but he is a a hot uh, coaching prospect linked to texas other big programs will he want to jump potentially but i think this is a, a a big spotlight game for him to to help continue putting iowa state on the map um do you know where where iowa state is on the map there james
1: Oh man. Uh, Ames.
0: Yes. You've been to Ames. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I, I was state against Oregon, a four and two Oregon team, um, that again, played in the PAC 12 championship only because Washington couldn't play. And, uh, they upset, uh, USC in the process. But again, tough to predict any of these PAC 12 teams because the lack of lack of play this season, but Mario Cristobal, um, continues to to be building something. I think this is a, a jumping off point. Um, they had Herbert for a number of years. They've brought in a new quarterback. They're building and, and growing him. Um, and he won't be a Herbert, but I think he can get to that level. So I like this in a a, a squeaker of a game. I'm going 28-24, the Oregon Ducks. Find a way.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this is a bit of a snoozer as far as uh, – New Year six, especially Fiesta Bowls go, uh, you know, with Oregon at four and two in an incredibly kind of weak Pac twelve um, this year, and then you know Iowa State they had that home loss to the Rage and Cajuns from Louisiana early in the year, um, uh, so you know I don't know this is a, this is a tough one I. You know, obviously, Oregon's got you know the talent uh, level there, but I, I think uh, I think Matt Campbell and Iowa State kind of grinds grinds one out here. This is uh, you know kind of one of the better teams they've had in a while, so uh, I think they're going to show up to play, and I think they get the win.
0: Now let's talk about grinding one out: Capital One Orange Bowl, Texas A and M, and North Carolina. Texas A and M is probably filthy uh, upset at uh, being not even considered, let's be honest, not really even considered for the playoff. However, I don't think that's much of a claim. Yes, you 7-1 you, and one, um, or one loss within the SEC, but in the end, they did get blown up by 28 points uh, for Alabama. So again, I, I don't know if this is a game to really show showcase that yes, they should be in the playoff, but I think Jimbo Fisher... Get paid a lot of money um to to win win football games. He's helped develop Kellen Mon uh many uh in 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 many regards, both on and off the field. And I I, I really think Texas and A&M, AM is the better team. But Mac Brown, man, Mac Brown has has turned this North Carolina team around. I remember North Carolina was a, a one-two two win team a few years ago. The Larry Fedora hat really uh brought this uh, program to new lows but the golden sun mac Brown comes back and resurrects them you got Sam Howell um lethal quarterback and and i, I believe they're taking the next step with this program so give me the upset pick 34 31 north carolina go teals, go go heels
1: i like it i like it i yeah you text saying them uh, better be careful uh you know about how much time they spend moping. Uh, about the you know the the playoff because uh, you yeah, know Sam Howell and UNC and they they're uh, an offense to be reckoned with. You yeah they got a great uh, slew of receivers uh, and that was obviously uh, you know showcased against Miami. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun game. I I agree. I love what Matt Brown is doing. Who knew he still had it in him? I, he's got another top ten recruiting class coming in. Uh, so. I, I kind of love that, you know, you, again, you know, UNC always kind of dismissed as a basketball school. I love uh, that they're building a football program there finally. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a shootout, man. I think this is one of the, you know, kind of more fun, sexier games of the bowl slate. Uh, I, you know, it's a big over 68 and a half, but I feel like this is just going to be a shootout. Uh, and man, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like a, you know, kind of, you know, one of those. 52 48 type of affairs. Uh and uh, I, th- I just think Texas AM might have a little a little more in the tank to pull it out. Man, you know, I think they might be uh playing uh to show some people up.
0: I don't know if James has watched Texas A&M this entire year. That they, they, they don't blow people up uh and they don't run up the score. They're a more methodical team. Yes, North Carolina will make it a fast paced game, but I don't think there's any way it's reaching that level. So Go, go with Lucas, go with the under on, on this particular game.
1: All right, we got another side action, baby.
0: And I believe we, we've reached that moment, that moment in time, 75 minutes into this podcast, and I, I know we've got every single listener glued to their AirPods or earbuds or whatever you're listening to because you haven't missed a second because you want to be there for the moment we talk about the college football Playoff, the top four teams. We break down the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the National Championship. So, just take take a second, breathe it in. Okay, we ready? Let's let let's get get going. The Rose Bowl game, Alabama, Notre Dame, minus twenty. Will the Alabama Crimson Tide continue their? Okay, I, I I can't I can't do the uh that voice this in, entire entire read but you, you get you get the drift alabama really heavy favorite over notre dame that put together a good season yes that they, they beat clemson um i'm not discounting that clemson win uh on the day that we found out who the president of the united states is i think those will be connected in uh in time but notre dame beat clemson in double overtime yes clemson had their backup quarterback but that was still an impressive win notre dame handled the the great mac brown uh, tar heels a couple weeks prior they they won the games on their schedule yes they played clemson in the uh acc championship game and didn't look very good and, and were outplayed but they should be in they they are the top one of the top four teams this year unfortunately they're gonna get whooped and alabama is on a different level uh remember the years of of Nick Saban winning nine to six um, in SEC games and just making it a dog fight. This year they've got the three-headed monster. You've got Mac Jones, you got Devonte Smith. Uh, I'll even throw Jalen Waddle, a fourth monster, uh, and then Najee Harris, the the running back. They have so many weapons that you just cannot defend all of them. And Mac Jones will probably win the Heisman. But it really is Najee Harris and Devontae Smith, our next level talent, will definitely be first round picks. And you you just cannot, you cannot guard them. You cannot cover them. Um, and that's why this team puts up 35 points in 24 straight games. They've scored at least 35 points in 24 straight games. Unbelievable. And that obviously continues against Notre Dame. Good defense, not great defense. I think this minus 20 points, I'll take it give it, give it to me. I think they win at least by three touchdowns and another snoozer, uh, for the first college football playoff semifinal.
1: Well, that would be, that would be a little bit of a travesty. (laughs) It'd be, you know, obviously, you you know, you think you'd get to this, this moment of, you know, the four team playoff, uh, and all we want to see are the, you know, these epic battles of, uh, you know, the, the Titans going up against each other, but, uh, you know, if Notre Dame can't hang uh right now with Bama, then uh, you know, so I don't know, something's wrong with college football, maybe. I question for you, do you think uh, you know, Kelly was saying that they might not show up at the Rose Bowl if they can't have their uh kids family members at the game. You think there's anything to that?
0: So I, I think there was something in the water there, but let let me just actually rephrase this is the Rose Bowl game played in dallas texas this year so it's moved away from pasadena moved to texas where there will be fans in the stands
1: oh okay. yes more breaking so, news from the lae
0: you're welcome i'm I'm basically that's a it's a wash bomb or woj bomb um as uh i would say
1: <laughs> well then i mean not, yeah well that's big um so it means that notre dame will absolutely be playing they, they will be playing Yeah, I liked what you know his message was. He's like, "Hey, I'm just kind of the spokesperson here. I'm like, I talk to the leadership of my team. I talk to my kids. I listen to what they have to say, uh, you know, and and then I, you know, I I kind of report back to you guys. So, uh, you know, being the media. So I I kind of appreciated that perspective. Um, But uh, you know, does
0: does this type of if this is a blowout, does this push the the brokers in college football? to make it eight, expand the playoff to, to eight teams. I'm, I've am i been on, I, I, I don't like continuing to expand and expand because I, I like the bowl system, but you, you see examples of this. It It's a flawed system right now, and you're not even giving teams a chance that run the table like a Cincinnati. So they were going to put the four teams that they, they want to actually get eyeballs from a TV audience, so I'm, I am actually more of a proponent of increasing this to eight. And I think these type of games can can help uh, build momentum when you are not creating this competitive balance between just the top four.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's a little unfortunate because if there was ever a year, you know, where you were going to try out the 18 format, um, you know, this was the year, right? And unfortunately, it just kind of goes to show how, uh, you know, rigid and kind of inflexible, uh, you know, the the, the the CFP is right now, uh, that they they couldn't make a change, right? They couldn't somehow include the Cincinnati's or the Coastal Carolinas, even in a year like this where, you know, no one's been playing their full schedule. We, you know, there are games to be played, you know, like, you know, they're not going to, it's not going to be a 16, 17, 18 game schedule. Um, so they could have done it this year, uh, even just to, to give it a try, right? Like we've seen all the other major, uh, sports leagues, you know, step out of their comfort zone uh and and, and give, you know, different, you know, uh formats a try. It kind of would have been fun to see the CFP do that this year. Um it's it's sad that they didn't. Um I, I agree. I'm a huge proponent of at least a six game playoff where you give a bye to the one and two uh and then you know make sure that you have uh, one of those non-power five, like almost a guaranteed spot for a non-power five. If they J-
0: James one. Taylor, the mediator creating, we talk a lot of people on four, a lot of people on eight, bring it in the middle. Let's get a 16 playoff. I, I, I like where you're, you're bringing these two sides together.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So anyway, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to happen, uh, this year probably won't happen in the next couple of years. Sadly, it's all, you know, the money is making the decisions there, but, uh, I sadly agree. I think Bama uh, is, is going to run, run away with this thing. I don't think Notre Dame has uh, the talent to hang.
0: So from one semifinal to the other, I think is a lot more competitive. You've got a rematch actually of last year's epic semifinal between Clemson and Ohio State. A little bit different variables in this particular game. It's not being played in uh Arizona. It's being played uh in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Um, so that that does one piece. You obviously have Clemson, they are the superior team on paper. You've got Trevor Lawrence, you got Travis at Etienne. Um, the receiving corp, though, if I'm giving an edge, uh, I would give the edge to Ohio State. Um, Clemson lost a lot of talent from last year's uh last year's team. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence and he will be. Hopefully the first pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, come this NFL draft. So more on that later, but I think Clemson is the favorite here. Ohio state they've played half a season. Justin Fields has been kind of up and down. Uh, They had some good games. Um, It's the Northwestern game, not the greatest, um, but Northwestern's a really good team. Tough as nails. Um, they, the Indiana game was, was a little lackluster for them as well. Uh, so Ohio State, really, they've gone through the the ringer here a little bit, A, with COVID protocols, but also just B, not playing and and having the reps like other uh, programs. So I think Clemson is the favorite. I think this is a very close game. I, I would not touch the minus 7.5. I think it's definitely uh, Ohio State's going to be uh, covering that line. I think this is a point. A three- Three-point game, uh, so under one possession game, um, but I, I do think your boy Dabo Dabo Sweeney um, will find a way once again to to make Alabama Clemson uh, national championship, which that in a year unprecedented, unlike any other. Why would why not have the two teams that have played the most uh, over the past uh, five six years?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's kind of looking that way again. Um, I mean, but I will say old, old, what is it, da- Daboo Swinney? <laughs> old uh, old Dabo going out and uh, providing Ryan Day some bulletin board material, putting Ohio State number 11 on his final coaches' poll. Uh, and, you know, that's a bit of a shocker. And, Uh, you know, he, he feels that, Hey, if you don't play the games, uh, you know, you don't deserve to be, you know, highly ranked essentially, um, which I'm not sure I entirely agree with considering all, you know, the circumstances and, you know, you're kind of punishing, uh, you know, some of these teams for conference decisions, right? Like Ohio state, they would have gone out and played anybody at any time, most likely, but obviously the big 10 didn't allow them to do that. Um. So, you know, it's an interesting argument to think about whether Ohio State deserves to be there or not. Obviously, Dabo doesn't believe they deserve to be there. Um, I think they do. Obviously, I think they're – you know, if you're looking at talent level and and quality of of overall team, uh, you know, they're right there. And that should be – it should be a heck of a matchup against Clemson. I just – you know, the way that Ohio State has looked – you know, they've looked a little, uh, you know – you know, obviously their competition has been a little better, maybe in some of their games, uh, but they're they've looked inconsistent. So uh, I, I think Clemson still, uh, you know, with, with Trevor Lawrence back and the whole team uh, playing the way they are, I think I think they win and I think they cover.
0: Okay, so we've both got the same national championship game, Alabama Clemson. Yeah, this would be Alan Alabama Clemson five. They, they've, they've really been uh the the top and the the cream of the crop top of the table uh of, of college football for years um so y- you've got alabama uh, undefeated season we, we, we talked about uh in in the previous like they they have weapons and they're gonna score at least 35 points it's whether or not Clemson can can hang with them and and throw enough uh defensive looks um kind of like uh some of their earlier matchups, when like Deshaun Watson found uh, Hunter Renfro uh, that particular year, where they were a little little scrappy, uh, kind of put some chinks in the uh, Alabama armor. Um, if if I'm looking at this at, at just a uh, position by position level, I think Alabama is uh, is, is the the class. Um, but there's something about Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. The fact that I wouldn't choose Trevor Lawrence, the best player in college football, over Mac Jones—no offense—it uh, took him a few years to become the, the starter. Granted, he was at Alabama behind Tua Tungavaloa, but
1: you think he's a Heisman now?
0: I and he—I believe he is the the Heisman Trophy winner. But if, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm choosing, I want to choose the the best player in college football. I believe that is still Trevor Lawrence. So give me Trevor Lawrence in a. Upset of Alabama.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna agree here. I mean, I'm I've obviously uh always it's it's tough because you know I think a lot of us underdog fans, uh, you know, we started out rooting for Clemson, right? Because they were kind of the upstart uh going up against Saban, the master, and the all-powerful Alabama. And so, you know, we we relished in those, you know, those Hunter Renfro moments. Um now all of a sudden. Clemson is making Disney movies as recruiting tools, essentially. Um, and then they're this absolute juggernaut. Um, so, you know, it, it's, you know, it's the, the tables have turned almost a little bit. I still, you know, for me, uh, I, you know, I still am pulling, pulling for Clemson uh, as a fan. Uh, and I think, I think they got a little something over Alabama. I think uh, if, you know, there's essentially one team – in the world that Alabama, maybe they don't feel, uh, a hundred percent confident against. And that's, uh, that's Clemson and they've proved it, uh, you know, a few times, you know, over the past uh, few years. And, uh, I think they're going to do it again. I think Clemson takes home another title. Wow. It's another Disney movie.
0: Disney coming to Disney plus, let's be honest. It's, uh, it's definitely on the OTT streaming service, not, uh, not, not to direct. Uh, so we've we've got we've got a lot of similarities. We've we've got the the same uh, same winners here. We've we've got some differences throughout uh, this twenty nine uh, game bowl matchup. So we've noted them here, and, and we'll be doing some side bets uh, as well as our our annual Goron versus Chang, uh, ESPN <laughs> fantasy group. So uh, you guys if, can join.
1: If everyone could have seen last year the fact that our entire bowl pick'em picking every single bowl game. And it comes down to Virginia Tech, Kentucky and a multiple lateral wild, crazy play that Virginia Tech ends up (laughs) picking up and taking it into the end zone for the cover. It was it, it was it was spectacular for me, folks.
0: It it was monumental. I I do remember that moment because I was uh, my my son just born a couple of weeks. Uh, so I had to put the earmuffs on and and make sure he he didn't hear what uh, dad said because I was not a happy camper at at that moment. But we've uh, we've moved on, bigger bigger year here. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see. So again, it's uh it's a it's an odd year, but hopefully that there's there's some joy watching uh, or listening to these uh, these great. Uh, college football bowl matchups as part of bowl season. So James, before we, we, we fully wrap up um, just as, as as we commonly do the, the last question that, that I give guests on this show. And if this is your last time um, I definitely would love that, that pearl of wisdom. Um, what's that one piece of advice uh, that you would give to the LA faithful listening today?
1: Ooh, oh, man, that, it's a tough one, I you know, with with everything that's happening. I, I would say cherish every moment uh, that you're able to watch sports. <laughs> we it's been a rough year. I think we all remember uh, when the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, was can or you know, I, I started with the Big East tournament uh, being canceled, and we all lost sports for uh, many months. And I think we all we all remember that um so i will say obviously you know have a great time with your family uh via zoom be safe refrain from gathering we can all get through these next you know whatever it may be two three four months uh you know over video if we have to um but the beauty is we got sports back we got bowl games to watch uh so you know get out there watch watch some sports play some bets Keep your local bookies in business. Uh, do it virtually, uh, and 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 God bless. It was great being here. Uh,
0: unbelievable words of advice from the the venerable uh, James Taylor, and I'll I'll wrap it up on this. Actually, a quote from your website, James, uh, that says uh, the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time, and I think that that does sum up and, and tie in nicely to your your piece of advice that. In these moments uh there's there's a lot going on um there's there's certain elements that that we can cherish and enjoy uh even during difficult times i think this is one of them uh during bowl season so james and the, the great people at flow water we thank you uh for 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 sponsoring thanks for coming back on one more time to the la faithful continue staying safe continue listening to this podcast because the farewell tour, it's coming. It's coming to a close. In, uh, and into 2021, the final stops will be made on the the LE farewell tour. So for all of us at the Luke sasu Experience, take care, talk soon, and God bless. an hour and a half this is gonna be a fun one
1: another marathon (laughs) how do we how do we do it (laughs) half the bowls
0: half the bowls we went through some speed rounds and yet what do you know we're just uh long-winded
1: too much much good dialogue it's too much good 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 rhetoric